Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It's seven minutes after 11 o'clock. I was talking at the end of the hour, uh, last hour, about uh, the war on drugs and how legalizing drugs in Oregon did not lead to an increase in overdose deaths. Uh, Reason Magazine covered this, and, and this is um, really important that people understand this. Decriminalization uh, took effect in February of 2021. A 2023 Journal of Health Economic Study estimated that it was associated with a 23% increase in unintentional drug overdose deaths that year. But after adjusting for the rapid escalation of fentanyl, Brown University public health researcher uh, was at the Salem Conference said analysis found no association between Measure 110 legalizing drugs and fatal drug overdose uh, death rates. Uh, and, and this uh, Professor Crowell and his collaborators concurred. There's no evidence that increases in overdose mortality in Oregon uh, due to decriminalization. And that, by the way, is consistent with the results of a 2023 JAMA psychiatry study, which also found no evidence that that legalizing drugs uh, was associated with changes in fatal drug overdose rates. States surrounding Oregon that didn't legalize drugs saw the same increase. So it, it wasn't that. The expectation that decriminalization would boost overdose deaths hinges on the assumption that it encourages drug use. But the study of 468 drug users in eight Oregon counties found just 1.5% of them had begun using drugs since that measure took effect, since it was legalized. So it's not like the whole state suddenly started using drugs and, 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 and overdosing. Because legalizing drug did nothing to address, and this is the study, the iffy quality of unpredictable potency of illegal drugs, it's not surprising that overdoses continue to rise, consistent with trends in other Western states. In other words... Because you can't go into a drugstore and know exactly what you're getting. Uh, a product made by uh, somebody who, uh, you know, is a responsible manufacturer of pharmaceuticals. You are increasing the likelihood that people will overdose. Because they don't know who's making the drugs. Because it's illegal. I'm telling you people, if you look at the data... And you think about it logically. If you want to save lives, you end the war on drugs. Just every bit of data that you, that you drill down on makes that case. All right. Um, we had a, a, a senator, a candidate for Senate in California. And she suggested, of all things, that we raise minimum wage from seven and a quarter an hour to $50 an hour. And we talked about this earlier in the program. If you if you go back and listen to us on podcast, you'll hear us uh, in the first hour of the program talking about the, the how ludicrous this is. And in fact, at $50 an hour, uh, Brian and I are going to quit and get a paper route because we think we can do better uh, than uh, the hours we put in for the program. But there is another thing that happens when, when the government compels employers to raise the price of labor. They look for ways to get out from under. They don't want to overpay for labor. And investing in machinery 
is a good way around this. Uh, I was watching a video a couple of weeks ago of a restaurant in California, a fast food uh, restaurant. And there was a need. They didn't have anybody at the counter. It was a kiosk. I think it was a McDonald's. They simply replace with a capital investment labor with a machine. Well, is this a good idea? Let's uh, let's listen to John Stossel as he addresses just this issue. Artificial intelligence could replace millions of jobs. The media keeps saying that and that AI has eliminated thousands of jobs already. So unions say more regulation, please. These Teamsters want limits on the new driverless cars. I'm an autonomous driving automobile. Do not have these self-driving vehicles on the San Francisco streets taking jobs. Yes, self-driving vehicles will take some delivery jobs, taxi and Uber jobs, truck driving jobs. Texas is already building a special road, a self-driving, a trucking corridor. A 21-mile stretch of state highway. With a lane just for self-driving trucks. The idea is get humans off the road. Because we make more mistakes than robots do. What an idiot. When I last pointed out that robocars are much safer, some of you warned that soon regulators may ban humans from driving. The government will have total control of your movement. You will be at their mercy. Okay, that's a threat. But because lots of you want to drive yourselves and politicians fear angry voters, I don't think government will ban human driving. But I've been wrong about government's intrusions before. What I haven't been wrong about is the job loss. Put people over Robots. These people may lose jobs, but odds are that robot cars and trucks will allow us to get more, new, better jobs. I say that because that's what's always happened. Innovation does that. Tractors destroyed farm jobs. When America began, most people worked on farms. Now, just 1% do. But those farmers gradually found other jobs, most much less demanding and dangerous than farming. Loom weavers were so angry when weaving machines took their jobs, they destroyed the machines. Destroyed so many that the British government threatened them with the death penalty and did execute some. Good typists are always in demand. In America, half a million typists lost jobs. Phone operators lost jobs. Bank tellers were replaced by ATM machines. Video rental stores were killed by streaming services. Now AI is taking artist jobs. AI created that artwork. But while all this change happened, there was no surge in unemployment. In fact, despite all the job displacement and COVID, unemployment is low. And wages on average are up. More and more machines do jobs that people once did. But that leaves people free to find better jobs. Work in education, healthcare, hospitality. We asked the Teamster boss. In the future, there'll be new jobs we can't even imagine. You buy that at all? I don't because AI is scary and it's here to stay. AI is here to stay. If government doesn't get in the way, more of us will soon get into self-driving taxis. Many people we interviewed see the good of these changes. 
Taxi drivers will be put out of work in the long run. Well, it's kind of like buggy whips, huh? Buggy whip makers found other work. Same way that if we had machines that could pick things up and we no longer needed strong people to pick things up, we, we don't say, okay, let's not develop the forklift. In the past, it is true of change. Like, teachers, look at our logo. We went from horses, and yeah, we changed to wheels with our cars. But it still had a human being, right? It's still had a human doing the job. So there is change, but there hasn't been this kind of change. AI will create change that's more dramatic than any in the past. And when robots get really smart, maybe they'll just decide we're in the way, and they'll kill us. But short of this, AI will probably create jobs as fast as it destroys them. Years ago, my team made this animation. I will take your job, John. I'm smarter than you. I'm still here, though a robot could replace me eventually. And we will keep fighting. It's a fight we can't win. But history should reassure, this change is probably good news. As former AI executive Alex Roy puts it. Think about how many businesses don't exist yet that could and will when a robotax is ubiquitous. What you're looking at is the Waymo driver in action. For every new technology, there has been someone who said, stop this. But it can't be stopped. And that's a good thing. Yep, it is a good thing. And the more we charge for labor beyond what labor is worth, the more these inventors will come up with equipment and machinery to replace us. It will happen. And other jobs will be created. I'm not afraid of AI. I'm not afraid of the sophisticated machinery that may one day take my place. And you know, the interesting thing is that if computers are, are, are programmed correctly to think logically, they may actually do a better job than me. Nah, that'll never happen. <laughs> All right, quick break. We'll be back. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It's it's eleven twenty one. Brian, how much are the? Give me that price break on roses again for Valentine's uh, Day. Let's see. In twenty eighteen, the average cost of a dozen roses on Valentine's Day was forty two fifty three. In twenty twenty four, the average cost seventy six sixty five. Good that we have inflation under control. Oh, there's no inflation. Uh -uh. I am. I am certainly glad of that. Yeah. Well, there's your excuse, folks. Listen. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to give you a tip. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to go out and buy uh, Gwen <laughs> some roses. Tomorrow. Uh, because, yes. Tomorrow. Yeah. That's too late. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, I can. Oh, that's right. You can use the Biden defense. Say, I just forgot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had them all along, Gwen. I just forgot to give them to you. That's right. Yeah. Um, along with that little poem, I like you in blue. I like you in red. But most of all, I like you in blue. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's. Uh, earlier, uh, I talked about this uh, race in New York. And I said it yesterday, and I reaffirmed it this morning that it, because it came true. I said yesterday that... If uh, whichever party wins, they're going to say it's a barometer for the future. This is what's going to happen in November. If it's the Democrats, they're going to predict a big victory in November. See, we won this say, this race. Uh, and if it's the Republicans, they'll make the same argument. Sure enough, uh, Democrats prevail, and they're saying this is uh, this will this portends uh, you know great things for the Democrats 
Trump and the Republicans uh, are in trouble. Well, this is from NBC News uh, talking about uh, this congressman that he may have been helped by a winter storm that walloped the New York City area Tuesday as Democrats build up an early advantage in early votes, which is true. Republicans are kind of old school, and uh, most of us who are conservatives think we should go to the polling place on Election Day, because that's the way we've done it forever, and cast our vote. Well, the Democrats don't, you know, they've been pushing the mail-in vote forever, And don't you know, of all the days, I mean, they haven't had a snowstorm in New York in two years. And didn't they have a snowstorm yesterday? Well, those conservatives that believe they should go to the polling place on Election Day looked at that bad weather and said, nah, I got to stay home. It's just not safe. Gave the Democrats a big boost. Uh, NBC writes uh, his victory uh, came amid some built-in advantages in name ID and fundraising as the district's uh, former congressman and as Democrats outspent Republicans on the airwaves. So this is not a barometer. This does not portend great things for the Democrats. This was a very peculiar situation. Uh, You had an incumbent who had been there uh, whose name recognition was undeniable. You've got a Republican. How they re- got this Republican, and, and don't get me wrong, it's not that I don't think she would have been a Republican, um, it, at least as good as any Republican, but she really was the wrong person. Uh, she's uh, an immigrant. She's got this uh, accent that's really thick. Uh, then they didn't spend as much money. I mean, the Republicans really didn't go all out to win that seat. Uh, So don't, if you're a Republican, get discouraged because you think this is a sign of things to come. We just just can't beat the Democrat machine. Yeah, you can. But I have to tell you, I'm seriously thinking about finding ways to promote mail-in voting for my side. Democrats do it, and it's an advantage. November is weather is is iffy as hell. Why take a chance if you can if you can find a way to vote early and vote by mail? We we should be doing this. I don't know. I the old fashioned get up and go down to the polling place thing doesn't always work. It's the way. It used to be when I was, you know, when I started voting. But in the future, I'm, I'm going to see if I can find a way to mail in the vote. Now, the next question is, is can we do what the Democrats do? You know, gather up votes from nursing homes. Imagine the rush, Brian, as Democrats and Republicans head to <laughs> nursing homes. Uh, I get first pick. <laughs> I get first choice. Now, I got here before you. Uh, as they try to pick up as many ballots as they can and vote them in. Democrats knew this all along. They knew this was their secret to victory. I don't know how this ballot harvesting ever became uh, possible and legal to go pick someone else's ballot up. And it's like, hey, I'll 
take care. I'll take it from here. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, it's the safest way to vote. Oh, yes, I'm sure. Don't you remember when they were first pushing this? Uh, yes. Oh, look, in California, they do this and it's safe. Uh, it's the safest way to vote. Yeah, we'll uh, take these. We'll just put them in this box here, and you can trust that your vote will be counted. Yeah, here's 20 bucks. Give After me the we blank. go through it and then put it under a table and say, hey, look at this box that we found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll count these late at night. Trust us. It's okay. Uh, all right, the border bill, um, I, I've, I've already explained uh, a, a variety of uh, different ways and times about what should be happening at the border. Uh, but to simplify it and repeat it for, for people who don't know, anybody should be able to come into the country after we make sure that they're not a threat in some way. It shouldn't just be, oh, the, you know, my home country, they're trying to kill me. This is my only escape. It should be, I want to go to work. America is the place to get a job. We should do our background check, make sure you're not a threat, let you in. As I pointed out uh, last week, it is uh, those people, those immigrants that come into this country that disproportionately are entrepreneurs and literally create jobs. Uh, I always hear the other side of the argument, oh, they'll work for less. Well, they have a right to work for less, but they'll also create jobs and at a disproportionately great rate. The problem, of course, is that we... We keep bribing people who don't want to work to come into the country. <laughs> if you can survive the trip and get into the uh, United States, you, your, your ticket is punched. You, you got uh, free meals uh, in New York. You get an ATM card to go out and buy your dinners wherever you want. You get a housing. They put you up in nice hotels. They uh, cover your medical care. Uh, it's... It, it, it's uh, it, it's like a magnet, so it's it's a little bit skewed, a little bit disproportionate. But the Republicans had a, an opportunity to pass a piece of legislation that I did not like. Um, not, neither party, as I always say, neither party is equipped to fix this. Neither party will do what needs to be done to fix the problem. This will go on. If President Trump gets in, this problem will still go on. He may be able to reduce the numbers a little. Uh, you know, even if he cuts it in half, it's still a huge number of people coming into the country. And he can't, nobody can, stop it from happening. Because there's so many different ways to get here. You can go out in the water and come around onto the coast uh, and, and land in Florida or anywhere along the West Coast, California. Uh, you can tunnel under. They got tunnels that uh, start off in Mexico and end up in the United States. It's going to be a problem. And neither party will fix it. But apparently, ICE is going to teach everybody a lesson. ICE has a plan. I'll share that plan with you in the uh, next segment of the program uh, at about 11.35 and tell you what they what they are uh, up to. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network.
is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 11.35 in light of the fact that the, uh, the quote-unquote bipartisan uh, immigration bill failed. Uh, apparently, Immigration and Customs Enforcement has a plan. I will share that with you in just a minute. But first, I want to remind you that the 18th Annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon is going to kick off on February 22th and 23rd. And uh, if you want more information about this, uh, you can either go to KWOS, uh, the website there, or to uh, 93.9 The Eagle uh, website and uh, and, and maybe uh, even donate from there. Uh, many thanks to some of the people, that, uh, several of the people that helped make this happen, including Missouri Vein Care, uh, Brian Ware Plumbing, A1 Containers, Big O Tires, and of course the Missouri Credit Union, because this is such a worthwhile, uh, this is... This is when you become part of the community, and it's always a great feeling uh, when you uh, when you contribute. I know because I contribute every year. It is a good cause, and I'm I'm almost I'm not quite as parsimonious as Brian, uh, but I'll part with my money for that. It's it's a good cause. Also, I want to remind you that the uh, Boone County Lincoln Days uh, that's going to happen on Thursday. February 29th, uh, it's going to be at Midway Golf and Games, uh, the Tavern Room. It's going to start at 5.30 in the evening. And our own Randy Tobler is uh, going to be the MC. Can't go wrong with that. I'm telling you, he's entertaining and informative. Tickets have to be purchased by February 22nd in order to guarantee your spot. Uh, you can go to uh, 93.9 The Eagle website, uh, uh, their Facebook page, rather, uh, for the link to purchase tickets. So I just wanted to quickly uh, tell you about that. We got a couple other things coming up too, uh, including a trip to Switzerland and the Como Mancho. But let me get to what uh, ICE is threatening to do here. Apparently, this uh, this bill for immigration, this uh, bipartisan bill, uh, border bill, failed, and now they've got a funding gap at ICE. And that's Immigration and Customs Enforcement. And they have plans to release thousands of immigrants and slash its capacity to hold detainees after the failure of that bill. Because that bill uh, would have given them another $700 million budget uh, uh, bonus because they've got a shortfall. The story's in the Washington Post. It's amazing how nobody ever has enough money year over year. They always need more. Uh, and ICE is no exception. $700 more million because they didn't get it. Well, and by the way, they, they were actually uh, looking at much more. Uh, the border bill that, uh, that didn't uh, pass would have provided $6 billion in supplemental funding uh, for ICE enforcement operations. So, what are they supposed to do? They say they can't. Uh, they can't uh, pay the bills, so they'll just release these people, or send them back across the border. Uh, there are some other things apparently that they could do, uh, including take money from the Coast Guard. Oh yeah, that'll go over well. Uh, they could uh, cover their funding gap by, by reprogramming money from the Coast Guard. Transportation Security Administration uh, or other agencies within the department, but that, of course, would be a problem. Nobody 
Nobody wants to lose their share of the pie. But they've got a $700 million deficit. It's the largest shortfall they have ever faced. And they figure their recourse is to just let people go. Once again, this is not something either party is prepared to solve. It's, it, it, it requires a rethink of policies that we've passed in the last 75 years dealing with immigration. And the problems go all the way back to the 1930s under FDR. The stuff he got passed it is an obstacle for anybody coming into this country. Let them come in and let them work. Let them create businesses. Let them create jobs. Let them do work that most, most Americans won't won't do. I mean, I've seen some of these immigrants working on roofs and doing construction jobs, and they are some damned hard workers. They are thrilled at the opportunity to get a job and to feed their families. Why would we not want to let them do that? All right, uh, So, but that's their plan. It is uh, to release these folks, and uh, that's going to be probably even more contentious for uh, I can imagine the Republicans will go crazy about this they're going to be just screaming but it's it's it, 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 you, you really can't blame the Republicans in all honesty it is the Democrats it is those sanctuary cities and states that are providing the big magnet it is those big government programs that Democrats promote that is creating the problem. Who wouldn't want to come here and get all those freebies? Especially if they're living in abject poverty in some third world socialist country. Which is what we're going to be uh, if we don't uh, if we don't change things here. Because you can't just redistribute wealth. 874-9390 the toll free number is 800-529-5572 uh, the inflation thing, I'm just, uh, is, is anybody out there working an extra job because of inflation? I do. I actually work a couple of different jobs. Uh, I lend my voice to a, a radio network and a couple of other radio stations. Because it, inflation is just, uh, is just chewing up my paycheck. Anybody else out there doing that? Has anybody out there looked at, at uh, their paycheck and how far it goes and the cost of goods and said to themselves, I got to go out and find, I got to do something. I have to find a way to pay the bills. Um, a lot of people are. Home insurance uh, went up seven tenths of a percent in January, 4.1% over the uh, last year. Uh, and that is the biggest increase since April of 2015. Repair on household items, 18.2% since January 2023, the largest hike on record. Not good news if you need to fix a washing machine, writes the Wall Street Journal. Car repair and insurance prices continue to climb. Prices for food away from home accelerated over the last six months, which means most of us don't go out to dinner as often as we used to. 
Uh, in some, inflation uh, in uh, services, uh, that's not showing any sign of easing. Services excluding energy rose seven tenths of a percent in January. And when these, and, and when these uh, uh, people that are working can't pay their bills, if they can get their boss to give them a raise, what do you think happens to the price of the stuff they produce? Yeah, goes up. Inflation. Businesses are passing on their increasing labor, material, and rent costs to customers with a lag. Consumers haven't pulled back because they still have pandemic savings and wages are increasing. Real average hourly earnings after inflation went up three-tenths of a percent in January, up 1.4% over the year. Well, somebody's got to eat that, uh, that cost. And generally speaking, it's you and me. Uh, this, this cycle is not done. We've still got some major bumps in the road. And I think we're going to get some, uh, some more bad news uh, before the end of the month. It's, it's inescapable. You, you can't get around this. Uh, this inflation is going to persist. They're going to keep the interest rates up. And they're going to do it until we flip over the other side of this thing and we slip into a recession. And in that, uh, when that hits, that's when we suddenly start lowering the interest rates. Because we, uh, we don't want the market to dry up completely. We don't want to, you know, uh, uh, crash the marketplace. And it's up and down and up and down, back and forth. They've just been doing it for years. All right, we're up against the clock. Quick break. Back to wrap it up. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. It's uh, 11.50, and uh, I was just reading this piece by David Ditch. He, uh, he, he is the, uh, he works at the Center for Federal Budget over at the uh, Heritage Foundation. And he's got a, a, a pie chart of uh, government spending. Uh, and it is it's amazing. Uh, 29% of the money going to, this is uh, drivers of the spending. Uh, 29% to health care, 28% Social Security. Interest, net interest is 24%. Uh, now you're talking about, what, uh, 30, 60, 85% of the money. Discretionary is a, a paltry 10%, all of the mandatory 9%. It's no wonder we're out, this, uh, this debt is so out of hand. Because you can't touch any of the... You, you, you certainly can't do anything about the interest. You borrowed the money. You owe it. It's not like uh, Uncle Sam can do, uh, you know, file bankruptcy. Social Security, nobody is talking about fixing it in, in the major parties, in the two major parties. They're not looking for any way out from under. And that's 30%. Healthcare, Medicare, Medicaid, those things, that's another 30%. I don't see a way out. I don't see a way out. Most current federal spending for categories where Uncle Sam has made firm commitments in the future, like Social Security, Medicare, and interest on the debt. Uh, and uh, in turn, these categories represent the vast majority of expected spending growth which is what drives long-term debt and deficits. 
Social Security and Medicare trust funds are on pace to go bust uh, in, in the next several years, inside of a decade. A reality that most of Washington would rather not talk about. That's why I keep talking about it. You need to call your Congress people and tell them, get us, get us out from under this mess. You, if you don't address it, there's just no way that we can avoid uh, the financial collapse that is inevitably in our future. That we would be that we would be spending more on interest on the debt than our uh, than our national than the Pentagon than the national security. That our debt is exceeding GDP next year. People, this is a problem. This is a major, major problem. We have to address it. Um, I was uh, telling you that the, the, uh, Randy Tobler is going to take a trip to Switzerland. Lucky dog. Uh it Travel is apparently arranging this. And if you know it, uh, uh, Randy, uh, he is a fascinating guy to talk to. Uh, both on the air and in private. In fact, I would argue Randy's even more fascinating off the air, um, if that's possible. You can take that trip with him. You just have to go to our website, uh, theeagle939.com, or KWOS uh, for some more information, and to uh, RSVP for uh, the, this trip. But you can go to Switzerland with Randy and other listeners and I guarantee you, you're going to have a great time. Switzerland, Brian. Yeah. Char- Are you saying that I can go? Well, no, I was thinking I'd go. Oh. Uh, you know, of course, I, 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 I suppose you'd have to hold down the fort. <laughs> that would be okay. Yeah. I well, wouldn't you mind could, uh, you know, the leaving. truth is, the truth is, Brian, uh, and, and a lot of people don't know that you could do this job. You are smart enough. You are informed enough. You can do it. So I'll let you finish up the program, and I'm going to go to lunch. <laughs> no, but a trip, a trip with uh, Randy Tobler would be just great fun. If you want to go to Switzerland, uh, then uh, it, it, go to the website and and connect. Uh, Maybe we can get him to do a couple of uh, call-ins when he's over there, and from a mountain atop. Maybe we could catch some yodeling or something. And your little old lady? T- no, yeah, I don't think, uh-huh. yeah. I, I think that's yodeling. No, I, I don't think we should do that. Yeah, we actually will. Uh, also, a, a couple of more things here very quickly that I want to get to before our The Como Man Show. That's coming in March. Uh, it'll be on March 9th, and it's going to be at the Boone County Fairgrounds. Uh, there's, uh, the, and, and the proceeds, a portion of the proceeds, going to be donated to the Central Missouri Honor Flight. Um, you can uh, get tickets on uh, KWA, the KWOS website and uh, the Eagle website. Just Jeff's is going to be providing food for... You don't know what you're missing. There are going to be uh, inflatable obstacle courses, axe throwing, bungee races. What is a bungee race, Brian? That's the one thing I'd, I I was looking at this and I'm thinking, what's a bungee race? I'm not sure, but it sounds like people are attached to one another with a bungee cord. Maybe. I don't know. I think what we should do is get a bungee cord, attach it to the top of the roof. We'll let you test this first. And then uh, we'll just throw you over the roof and let you do the bungee jump. <laughs> anyway, they're going to do all that and more. Uh, not the not the roofing. I'm just kidding about that. Uh, some great people are going to be a part of this thing. Uh, diamond building supply, fluid power support. 
uh, Graf and Sons. Cannot go wrong with Graf and Sons. Uh, farm Power and Lawn and Leisure. So it's going to be a great, uh, going to be a great event. It is every year. I want a hamburger now for some some reason. Have you made <clears throat> plans for lunch? I have not. But um, if you're talking hamburgers, there's no other place than just Jeff's. You know that already, right? Yeah, I do know that already, and and we're not even paid to say that. I know. <clears throat> so you, I'm telling you, they're just great. He closed. He didn't. He uh, he shut down the one location. One location. They're still on the business loop in the Park Eight Center, right next to my favorite vape shop, Como oh, Vapor. Here we go again. <laughs> I didn't even mention. I, I didn't even mention them. Although I I do need some uh, e juice. I, I had a, a bottle of it in the in the desk um, at the end of the uh, 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 green room. Yeah, that's gone. I, I that's, don't know where it went. Isn't that strange? It is. It just kind of like shrunk. When you first dropped it off there, full I bottle. looked and was like, man, that's a full bottle. Yeah. And then I came back, you know, the other day because I was a little short and it's like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, weird. you just, yeah, he keeps using my. I don't my, understand. He keeps using my e-juice. Uh, and now I've I've got to head over to that uh, vape store and, Como and get vapor. some. Yeah, huh? Not that vape store. It's Como Vapor with two locations on the Business Loop and on Grindstone Nifong. Okay, you've, you've any more uh, information you need on there? Uh, no, I I'm I'm, I'm through. Uh, it, it seems like we've done an endorsement here. We oh no, slipped huh? one in. Wasn't an endorsement. We're just chatting. Just, uh, just chatting. Okay. Uh, Glenn Beck is coming up and then uh, Sean Hannity. Uh, but if you're listening in uh, Jeff City on KWOS, uh, it's a slightly different lineup. Uh, and I don't remember who they... Brian, who do they have? Do you remember? Uh, Buck Sexton? Buck Sexton, that's right. I believe. Yeah. Uh, so you just want to stay tuned to this station because uh, they got all the great talkers. Tomorrow, it's hard to believe it's already Think Tank Thursday. But it is. Uh, the Show Me Institute's going to be on. They're going to talk about this inflation report. Uh, we'll have uh, Dave Rowland on board. No Jim Babka tomorrow, but Kevin Jackson will be with us. Uh, Kevin, of course, always uh, kind of kicks off the program uh, every Thursday on Think Tank Thursday. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.